0: So welcome to the Rise of the Superbeing podcast. I'm your host, Vanderson Pires, and today my guest, it's Miranda Clement. Miranda, she's comedian in a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Miranda came straight from Canada to train at Combat Room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miranda, welcome yeah, to the podcast. You. And also, this is the second season of the podcast. Um, we have a new studio, so if you listen on Spotify, make sure check uh, check us out on YouTube because you're gonna see our beautiful new studio. Uh, studio uh, made uh, Sam Sam Bias helped me to to create and you know, organize everything with the light and So thank you so much, Sam. So Miranda, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Ah, it's my pleasure. So Miranda, so you came from Canada, mm-hmm. straight to New Maybe. Zealand. I did, yeah. No friends?
1: Not in, no, not in New Zealand. I mean, I have friends. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know anyone before I moved uh, to New Zealand.
0: Really? So what? What was? Why did you? What? That's a question I get quite a lot. As yeah, of. So Why yeah. New Zealand? Why did you come? To um, New
1: Zealand? I actually came because I wanted to apply for grad school, mm-hmm. and so I got a work visa because it's, it's far from Canada. So I thought, well, if I get a work visa and I live there for a year, um, and see if I like it to make sure, you know, but I can handle being there for a few years at least. Um, so I got here and I applied for grad school ended up applying for a PhD rather than a master's Mm. and I didn't get in but by that point um, I'd gotten a really good job that I liked and really liked living here so I just thought that I would stay that's
0: Uh yeah just decided to stay anyway so you're from uh, Victoria right
1: yeah Victoria BC was where Mm. I lived for a long time
0: yeah. So someone said it's kind of similar to, remind a little bit Wellington, huh?
1: Yeah. I think it's a lot like Wellington. It's a city, but it's, it feels really small. Like you'll still run into people in the street that you know, and, um, like really nice old architecture and it's only, you know, you could drive 20 minutes outside of town and be in beautiful nature. Um, right on the ocean, it's, yeah, it's uh-huh. very similar, and a big arts community as well, like, mm-hmm. that's another thing that I think they both have in common.
0: Ah, that's yeah. awesome, yeah, so I remember a few years ago, you know, my friend died from, from Re- Raglan, mm-hmm. so he sent me a message, you know, die you know, it's an old student, and yeah. he said, I oh, you know, I have this, this woman has been training here, you know, and, and uh, she's a blue belt, uh, so she's moving to Wellington, yeah, you know, and you and you came, uh, yeah, yeah. came for I, a visitor.
1: Um, one of the things that I found, like, because I had contacted um, a couple other gyms, and if I didn't really hear back from them, I was kind of, you know, okay, well, maybe I just won't go there sort of thing. It's just, you know, you don't, I, I feel really uncomfortable showing up to a place I've never really been, especially, you know, jujitsu yeah. is a little bit always tough to show up to um, when you're new, when you're new and you don't know what the place is like. Um, so when he gave me the recommendation, I was like, okay, that's definitely a place I'm going to go. And then, uh, yeah, I got here and everyone was just so nice and welcoming. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine of going anywhere else after that. Mm. I actually, when I started, because I was, I knew I was going to stay in Wellington for a while. I actually ended up Trying to find a place to live close to the school because I wanted to make sure that I came regularly. So I still live about five minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> um, two years later, I still live about five minutes away. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, Miranda, let's talk a little bit about your journey in Jiu Jitsu. So, mm-hmm. why did you start doing BJJ? How was this? How was your first <laughs> class? <laughs> um,
1: so, I uh, was on the wrestling team in high school, which was something I really enjoyed. But once you sort of get out of that high school, um, sort of team sports there's not really outside of that there's not really a whole lot you can do um, especially in the city I was living in so um, I tried to take up other sports and I ended up playing rugby uh, for a season and then I took a lot of time off just because of work at school and then when I think I was you know 29 decided I'm going to play rugby again Mm -hmm. Um, remembered I am a terrible rugby player I was never (laughs) I was never good at it uh was terrible at it and I really didn't like it after that other season I played so then I'd finish that and my best friend wanted to try jiu-jitsu she's um she trained in taekwondo and she's really big into watching UFC so she's like this is the thing I want to do can you come with me and I was like yeah sure I don't I have nothing going on yeah why not (laughs) um and uh so the school that I went to was fierce in Victoria BC and they had a promotion on where you could do a month for. like a flat fee so I was like okay well we'll go and I'll do a month and see if I like it and I think by like the third class I was like oh no this is what I'm supposed to be doing this is great this like combined everything I loved about sports like different sports um yeah and then from there on out that yeah I was pretty much hooked after that
0: that's also like what to give example
1: um I like um I like things that are high intensity um and as much as you know I like team sports and watching team sports. For me personally, I take more of a, I like to challenge myself a lot. Um, And I find that doing like a combat sport or like martial arts in that sense is really always about improving what you're doing, um, which I find really drives me and I really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, um, it's just cool. Like it's pretty badass. I just really enjoy it. (laughs) Um, And it makes me feel like, I think it's giving me a lot more confidence um, just in, um, I mean so many ways. I mean, you could like unpack that whole, like how is does jujitsu good for you,
2: uh-huh. um,
1: thing and you could go on forever about that. But I think, um, just in terms of like being a sport and activity, it, it does everything that I just really enjoy high intensity. Um, it doesn't just work one thing. It's not like a lot of running. It's not a lot of this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a full body workout pretty much every time you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And how was the, the reaction of, uh, of people? I'm, the reason I'm asking that, because, you know, jiu-jitsu, it's a very male mm-hmm. dominant sport. So how was the reaction of other people when you say, and, and of course, being a contact sport as yeah, well, right? Yeah, Some people feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so how was how was that?
1: Um, I think there's kind of, there, you get a lot of different reactions. Yeah. Um, there are people, everyone thinks it's like really cool. It's really great. Um, There are some people that immediately go, I could never do that, which um, I try to say, you know, no, everybody can, you just, you know, you either do it at the pace you're comfortable or, you know, jujitsu is not a, you have to be this type of person sport. I think it's for everybody. um, And everybody can get something out of it. Um, I do get some interesting reactions from men. um, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, um, how do I put it? Some people think it's really great. Other people take it as a challenge. Um, and they tend to come back with some pretty interesting comments that, um, I try to just let roll off and I try not to ignore, like I try to ignore it as best as I can. But, um, yeah, a lot of people can take it as a challenge, which I find just ridiculous
0: uh come on please give back to him because now I'm curious <laughs> um <laughs> uh
1: well <laughs> I, t- I talk about this in my comedy quite a bit uh-huh. that um you know a lot of reactions especially if you're talking to someone new or on dating apps where there's that separation of like being able to talk to someone in person th- they immediately turn it sexual <laughs> like <laughs> which I cannot stand like please don't do this <laughs> um and Or they take it as a challenge and they immediately say like, well, I could still beat you in a fight. And it's Mm. which you you probably could, but maybe that's not a good thing to say to someone. Um, Yeah, I find that reaction to be quite, quite bothersome. And that's generally when the conversation shuts down. Or at least it kind of gives me an insight into, you know they're maybe not as respectful as they should be. Yeah, or come on, guys. Towards.
0: Shame on you and guys. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs>
1: it does happen quite a bit. But I think, you know, some people are doing it jokingly, and that's fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it crosses a line, that's definitely not okay.
0: <laughs> what do you think? What's the reason?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, um, you know, just some, maybe some people out there just don't like strong women. Uh, I think that's part of it for some people. I would say that's a minority. Um, I think there's just a lack of understanding when it comes to, um, women doing male dominated sports sometimes. Um, I think some people don't see that you can still be a woman in a male dominated sport. Doesn't mean you're, you know, one way or the other, or you're like this specific stereotype or, you know, um, people think I'm really masculine or something. That's not the case. I think you can be, you know, pretty much whatever you want to be. And I think some people are just kind of threatened by people outside of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because I think there is this people just assume I'm very aggressive and very uh I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, maybe aggressive is the right word, mm-hmm. yeah, um which i don 't really think that is the case um <laughs> no. no, no, but yeah i don 't know maybe that 's it i don't know
0: that 's interesting and miranda so did you when you attended the first class mm-hmm. you know so did you have any information and did you was nervous how how did you feel
1: um I think I was kind of nervous. I actually mm. did start going to a women 's only class, um which I think is a ah, really good that's, intro yeah, so true. um mm which, you know, I had been, I had wrestled on a co-ed team, so it wasn't really an issue for me. I think it, the, you know, whether it's a women's only class or not, I think the women's only classes are great and they give people that platform if they're not comfortable. Um, I wasn't uncomfortable with rolling and sparring with men. I think it's just that unknown. You don't know what to expect, especially when it's something that looks really high intensity like that. You think, oh, I'm not fit enough or I'm not you know, uh, I'm going to look stupid, or I'm going to be really nervous and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think those were the challenges for me. Um, Not knowing and being uncomfortable, uh, I think is the big one. So even like I was saying before, going to a school that you don't really know, I still get nervous about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm much more comfortable with it. Because of doing jujitsu, you get, I think one of the big things is that you get used to being uncomfortable, and that you can survive that, and Mm -hmm. that you can work through that um, which I think is a really good, so I think for anyone who's interested in doing it, um, those feelings are very, very normal, even for people who've been doing it for a couple of years, I'd still get nervous when I go to other schools. I don't think that will ever a hundred percent go away, but, um, just know that that's a normal feeling and that, you know, I try to be really open about those feelings now, whereas before I think I would be, a little bit shyer, like in saying like, oh, I feel kind of weird about this. I'm very open about, Mm. I think after, I think after I got my blue belt, I realized that, um, your perception on the mat is very different than other people's. So when I think I'm having a bad day, other people think I'm doing really well. (laughs) So I just try to remind myself that if I'm really nervous, other people are probably feeling that as well. So I'm very open about the feelings I'm having on the mat that day. If I think I'm having a bad day, I'll just say it because I, I want other people to feel like they can be open about those feelings. I don't because I really struggled with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really try to do that so that if other people are nervous, they they feel free to say that they're nervous. And that way you get that support.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah I love that. So Miranda, um, of course, being a purple belt now, no mm-hmm. doubt. the... Um, yeah, on the past, we kind of had a little bit, you know, a guy, you know, to remember that was going a little bit hard, yes, yeah, yeah, and, and you, you know, you know, I think, you know, my students know what I do, you know, so what I did to you, can can you, ex- can you oh, explain? Oh, and you,
1: like, you role-played with me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I
0: was asking you to give a feedback, yeah, you know, to the yes. person,
1: So I had, uh, yeah, that's... And I would say it was when I first come here, um, I think a little while after, I don't think I'd been here very long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I would roll with everyone. That was, I think the other thing that I had to learn is that, uh, you know, I was rolling with everyone and I was, you know, kind of getting little injuries, not anything too big, but there was one day where I did have a full on <laughs> ugly cry on the mat in the middle of training, mm-hmm. um, which Brian will never let me live down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we had talked about it and, um, I was struggling with saying to people, you're going too hard or, you know, you need to pull back the intensity or the strength. Um, and I think that was a big thing for me. I think I really struggled with that and you were very nice. Uh, and we would role play. Um, and that actually did help a lot as embarrassing and awkward as it was for me, cause it's really hard. Um, but practicing saying to someone you know, and giving them feedback on the role and saying that was too rough or this, you know, made me uncomfortable or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had to role play for me to get through that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we kind yeah. of, you know, we reverse a little bit and yeah, I said, okay, yeah. Miranda, give me a feedback. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. if, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. It, did. Right? it yeah. actually
1: helped. Yeah. Because mm. there were times where um, it would kind of be on the cusp with some things where like somebody would just use a little bit too much intensity in certain parts. Yeah. And I started to be able to say like, you know, you're going a little too, you know, let's just slow it down a little bit or, you know, just watch out for this or things like that. So that's, I think that's really helpful. And I think that's another thing that I try to, you know let other people know that they can do as well mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i think especially you know it's it's super important to give this feedback because um yeah that's my next my next question to mm-hmm. you miranda so for example some people especially now your purple belt so yeah. some some guys just gonna look to the belt as a purple yeah. belt you know for the ones who have no idea purple yep. belt's a big big deal in jiu-jitsu you know mm-hmm. it's a big deal
1: yeah
0: um you know so some people oh purple belt you know in you know, they just can see that in front of them. Yeah. You know? So, how do can are you able to to make the difference between when someone it's it's you know it's kind of inexperienced with that, or someone it's at the ego it's hurting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: you know, and they try to go yeah. hard just to prove the point.
1: Yeah, I think. I think it takes a while to, to feel the difference. Um, I've definitely started to pick up on it more. And part of that is also the belt, is that if I'm rolling with a white belt, you sort of, I'm a little bit more prepared and I do change my style of rolling mm-hmm. um, to a little bit more defensive and a little bit more control um, because I know they're gonna probably use too much strength or they don't have the technique to really, because if you don't have the technique, what you tend to just rely on strength and that's, yeah. that's natural, that happens to everyone. Um, And then, when it starts to veer into the ego a little bit more, you can sort of sense when, if I start to do a little bit better or I land something, the strength immediately sort of comes out. And you can tell it's reactionary. So sometimes it's not intentional, um, but you can definitely feel a difference after you've been doing it a while. Um, And like I mentioned before, I think that's when I started being more selective in my roles, especially if I was concerned for my safety, Mm -hmm. which I think is a big thing. Um, especially for people who are smaller, if you're with a lot of opponents that are bigger than you and really strong and you don't feel safe in a role, 100% just say no. Um, and I think that was a big takeaway from that whole situation, giving the feedback. It got to a point where, um, if I, if I didn't even feel comfortable doing the feedback, I had the uh, sort of authority to say no. And that's, um, so there's some people that I don't roll with and it's not because I think that they'll, um you know hurt me in any way there's just some people that have a different style of rolling and it just doesn't i don't feel safe even though i don't know i don't think they wouldn't hurt me it's just you know a comfort thing so mm-hmm. unless i'm feeling 100 percent, i generally will you know pick and choose who i roll with
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: but it's important so you do you feel comfortable of picking choose who yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: because i think um part of the conversation after um, part of that conversation where you told me to give you feedback or give you feedback, but just practicing giving feedback with other people as well is just mm-hmm. to, I think you had actually told me to be more selective with who I roll. And I think I needed, um, maybe to you to tell me that. Cause I think at the time I didn't feel like I could. Mm. Um, cause you do want to be, you know, I think it kind of at the time I thought maybe it meant that I wasn't as a team player, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after that conversation, you said, no, you should, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm allowed to do that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and especially now being a purple belt, even more, you know, before, but it doesn't matter, belt, you know, but now yeah. you have even more authority to,
1: yeah. to say that. Yeah, it's a little scary, actually. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I'm I'm not used to being a purple belt yet, so it's kind of... But, because I remember looking at purple belts being like, they know everything. Yeah. And now I'm a purple belt going, I don't know anything. I don't know. All those people didn't know anything before? What? Yeah. It's subjective. They know, everyone knows a lot about a lot of different things. It's yeah, subjective. Yeah. And I try to remember that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, of course, that's a, that's a big question. Because another thing as well, um, we were talking this um, this week mm-hmm. about this quote. i, f- I trying to remember the name of this quote. And I I... I can't remember his name. He's a coach who came out and said he doesn't roll with a woman at the gym. What's that? Oh, the? Faha. No.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah, remember.
0: Some, I can't remember. It's a guy. Um, yeah, he was G, uh, GSP coach. Oh. I
1: forgot his name. No, Faha, no, 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 no. Faha
0: something. Something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, so...
0: And, and we we even did a video yeah, yeah. Your, just in my question to you how to roll with
1: a woman um like normal um i think you know i i don't think it's a question of it being a woman or not i think mm-hmm. it's a question of size and strength so i think gender in that sense should be kind of taken out of the equation because somebody like me against even another woman that's maybe a hundred pounds just because we're both women doesn't mean I can go 100%. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's not how that should be because that's, yeah. that's not a good role for either of us. Mm-hmm. Or neither of us are going to learn anything. So I think it's matching your um, ability and strength because obviously if me and you roll, you've got a lot of different techniques.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You would win every single time if you did everything that you could. But at the end of the day, that doesn't help me learn and that doesn't help you know you coach or maybe mm-hmm. things that you want to work on so i yeah. think it's you know gender i think should be put aside and it should be how to roll with someone um that's at your you know technique or skill level and what both of you are going to get best out of it mm-hmm. i think that's what i try to do so um yeah don't i wouldn't i don't think it should be about you know women or not mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and i think that what this this coach did was such a disservice for the sport you know because mm-hmm. He's bringing uh, something doesn't exist. It's the sexual connotation on the mats, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. And this doesn't exist. What do you think about that, Miranda?
1: Um, I definitely agree that it's... A, it makes it seem for other people that that's an okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it alienates a lot of people who are very passionate about sport and can bring a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the good things about rolling with people who are a different size than you... Um, especially if they're smaller or, you know, they've even got a different game is that you'll learn a lot more. So if, you know, a guy will only roll with men the same size and skill level, he's not really learning anything. And he's probably, I, you know, this is a guess, maybe it's just a theory. Mm. Um, But I think you end up relying on strength a lot because at the end of the day, you're not focusing on doing the technique. And I think the biggest thing about jujitsu is that if you have good technique, size shouldn't matter Um, and I think that kind of gets lost in those conversations. And I think it really does a disservice to that whole idea. If jujitsu is supposed to be about, um, you know, being able to use technique in place of strength, saying you're only going to roll with, you know, just men or men that you train with that are maybe even similar size to you. I think, you know, you're losing the point of how those techniques work. So... Mm. The fact that somebody that's like a high level coach would say that I find that's just just awful. Yeah,
0: yeah. The biggest disservice for the for the sport. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and I, I agree with you hundred percent. Even in you know our video, if you're someone watched you know our, our video, we just did rolling yeah, you know, as an example. Yeah. You know, uh, first we're both having fun. We yeah. are both you know doing jujitsu, yeah, exchange yeah. lots of different positions, lots of different techniques, yeah. And what, what's wrong with that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> get it. You're a preacher of the choir. I don't get it. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's, um, yeah, I don't. I, 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 I actually get flabbergasted because I don't know what to say. I just, I find that it's so, why wouldn't you want to learn? Like, I think jujitsu is about constantly learning, and I feel like he just basically cut that off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that you could learn from rolling with anybody. anybody. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Miranda, let's talk a little bit now about the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so Miranda, so first, how how did you get how did, did you start I, the comedy? I
1: um i wanted to do it since I was little. Like it's, uh. it it feels very weird to say, especially because I started doing it so much later, but I think like when I was a kid you're in, you know, elementary school and you do that project like what do I want to be when I grow up and I le- I legitimately did it on being a comedian. I uh. remember asking my mom, like, how does a person become a comedian? And she was like, (laughs) I don't know. So I think I wrote like, you know, you go to like acting school and things like this. But, um, so I'd wanted to do it ever since I was little. And, you know, my family watched a lot of comedy and, um, growing up, it was something that I always really enjoyed watching. And, and then I think I just got, um, you know, nervous and like too nervous to do it. And then I think before I left Canada, um, I actually lived really close to a comedy bar, so I would go a lot. And I think I was sort of gearing up to, you know, go, but I, you know, I knew people who sort of did it in Victoria and I think I just got too nervous. So I was like, okay, well, you know, when I go to New Zealand, I'm going to try it. Nobody knows who I am. (laughs) I can make a complete fool of myself and it doesn't matter. Um, and when I got to Wellington, there's a, a school that you can do It's called the New Zealand comedy school um highly recommend it and it's uh you basically just go and you learn how to structure jokes and um you know you practice holding a microphone and you practice saying things in front of people which the stage fright was really bad for me i think the first couple times i went up my like hands were like vibrating i just <laughs> couldn't um i just couldn't so i it's something i always wanted to do and i think uh coming to new zealand really um you know gave me the opportunity to do that because i didn't know anyone um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think also doing jujitsu has actually helped, helped get me there, which it sounds, they seem very, they're very different. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could have done it without coming to New Zealand and training. Cause I think training keeps me sane at mm. this point.
0: That's super awesome. Yeah. So, Mirada, so how many people come to you and say, "Hey, do something fun," or tell me a joke? All the time. Or, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and how do you feel about it?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I get why they're asking. Um, it happens at work a lot. Uh, people will say, "Oh, like, well, tell me, like, what is your comedy about?" And it is not work appropriate. Uh, so I generally say, like, I can't, I don't, I don't want to. That's not, <laughs> it's not okay. Um, yeah, I find that really awkward, especially because you know, the comedy is not just standing in front of people and telling jokes. It's, I think a lot more than that. Um, you know, it's a lot of, uh, setting up jokes and, you know, doing a, getting a mood sort of, and, um, somebody just walking up to me and tell me a joke. Like, I'll tell you a joke that I got out of like a Christmas cracker. It's not going to be funny, but I'll do it. (laughs) It's not very helpful, but, uh, yeah, I find that's a really awkward sort of thing. You put it on the spot, and I'm just like, "Yeah, but I'm not ready, and I haven't thought about it, and I don't have a set list." And yeah, <laughs> so I do take a little bit of extra prep time <laughs> uh-huh. to get ready.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miranda, what's not funny?
1: What is not funny? What's not funny? What when people say things to me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in, now in, in comedy, you know, because uh, I see. Yeah, you know, has. You know, lots of um, you know things. Things are changing now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even um, I don't know. I I don't understand anything. I just uh, I, I have this admiration because you know. I, I read some somewhere and I think it's it's so appropriate for comedy, mm-hmm. you know. So comedy is a very very high um, way of to express intelligence. Ah, you, I know, see. you have to be. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you know, you have to be very smart, you know, to yeah. to be able to you know to perform and and to create a joke. Yeah. Even it's smart to understand <laughs> the joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, but. Things are changing. I yeah. don't know if if you get uh, someone who used to do comedy ten years ago and and something now, yep. you know, can be a little bit uh, strange. You know, so what, what's what's your thoughts? I
1: think um, I think sort of what you're you're referencing is that um, there are things that you used to be able to say mm-hmm. that were maybe so what we call punching down, um, and you should never be doing that. And that's one of the things that um, you know. I think punching I, down, punching down mm-hmm. is basically you know, if you think of where you sort of are um, in terms of, maybe privilege is a good word. Mm-hmm. So somebody like me, I can make jokes about other women, I can make jokes about uh, white women, um, but somebody, like, if you were to make a joke about a white woman, it probably wouldn't, because you are, you're in a higher place of privilege because you're male, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Let's fix that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the idea of punching down is you never want to make jokes about people who are, would be considered less privileged or maybe disadvantaged than you are in life. So, you know, I would never make jokes about people of color or um, LGBTQ people, Mm -hmm. like that's not okay. So when you go, so if you look at old TV shows, I think is a really good example. Um, Even, you know, old sitcoms will make jokes about, Um, you know, make jokes referencing gay people or um, fat phobia really comes up a lot, making jokes about fat people, which I really don't like either. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that are just not really okay anymore. So I think there are times where, you know, things that I don't find funny are those things. And it still comes up, especially new comedians. It's a lot like, you know, white belts. They'll use strength, not realizing that that's not really what you're supposed to be doing. It happens in comedy as well. People who are new to comedy will maybe make jokes that you know, aren't really okay. And sometimes people will say things and other times you kind of got to let people figure it out for themselves. But, um, I think that's a really important, uh, thing to, which I think was, you know, good that I went to the comedy school because you learn that outright. Um, but I think as you move through comedy, it's something that you learn by making mistakes, um, when people don't laugh that's a really good sign that you're <laughs> you're messing up. Uh it's the it's great thing about comedy is you have an immediate feedback uh about what you're constantly doing. Um so if people don't laugh and especially Wellington is very will pick up on that stuff uh immediately. Mm. Um so I think Wellington is really great, uh, has a really great comedy scene because it really is I think more accepting than um maybe other places like I don't know. I haven't really done company anywhere else, but I can't compare it. So, but I've, I've heard from other people that Wellington is a really great place for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think punching down is you see people do it and you're just like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah.
1: that stuff's not funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that do, do you know a what, what joke you made? And I remember until this day, I what? think it was during the lockdown. So I made a post of, me another 35 should not have a podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: That actually wasn't my joke. That was a, that was a, something I reposted from another comedian, but it's very true. Uh,
0: and I felt so bad. I said, okay, uh, at least I'm 40. I'm over yeah, 40 you made now.
1: It. Okay. You made it. Yeah, you're allowed.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, that was great too.
1: yeah so, Miranda, so what's what's the
0: what's the goal of a comedy
1: the goal of comedy in general yeah. or for me in, in
0: both in both. general and for you
1: so i think um comedy to me comedy is um not me personally but like what i think comedy for mm. in general um is to i would say to push the boundaries on um, you know, important issues in a certain sense, because you'll notice that there's a lot of political comedy and things like that that'll come out. But really, even if it's personal to you, um, it's sort of a way of expressing things that you maybe want to see change, either within yourself or like, you know, in your environment or like even the world in general. So um, I think one of the main things that uh, comedy, I think, should be doing is kind of pushing the envelope and sending a message, whatever you want that message to be. Um, So like mine in particular, I do talk about being a woman in comedy or a woman in Mm jujitsu and, um, kind of the things that happen to me and things that I don't find okay, but I make jokes about them so that other people will think about them Mm -hmm. and think, well, you know, they might not realize that, you know, they're thinking about it, but if you portray it in a way that makes them laugh, I think people are more receptive to, um, the message you're trying to send. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess that answers both of those. For me personally, I think that um, there are things that I don't like, and there are things that I talk about in comedy that have been really painful experiences. And I think a lot of people do that as well. Um, they take things that are um, things that they don't like about themselves or hard, you know, events that they've been through um, in their life, and they can make jokes about them. And A, that's how I think a lot of people who are funny cope, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it also helps you kind of work through it and, and, other people might, you know, work through those things as well. Cause you give them sort of a platform to say like, Oh, other people have been through that as well. So I think things are relatable, um, or things that are relatable are do make the best comedy. Cause everybody understands them. And I think that's how you get a group, like a whole room of strangers that don't know each other all laughing about the same thing. It's cause they can all understand sort of where you're coming from.
2: Mm.
1: Um, so I think, you know, on a bigger scale, you know, you send a message about things that you think that, uh, you know, you want to see change, um, but even if it's just personal to you, other people will, you know, find what they kind of um, they have like an affinity with, and they may, you know, see themselves in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell what? <laughs> 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 tell me a joke. No. Th- <laughs> 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 tell me what? 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 So, on your act, what mm-hmm. do you? what do you want to change in Jiu Jitsu? So tell me, no, think,
1: think me one
0: situation, because now I'm curious. And remember, I tried to go to your- I know. your your. missed it. I miss it, yeah. oh, that was such a yeah. frustrated that day. <laughs> yeah, we literally went,
1: walked off stage and you yeah, showed up. You just
0: came and said, oh, because we finished the class you know, and uh, I ran to some front. Yeah, San Fran, uh, yeah.
1: Um, so the comedy, like a lot of my comedy is about dating and yeah. being um, a woman in jujitsu. And how that affects my dating life, because it definitely <laughs> does. Because um, like I said, um, men will immediately, you know, like, well, I could still beat you in a fight. It was like, well, I've, I don't really want to fight you. That's not really what I had planned for a relationship. So um, I think a lot of it is um, also just men's reactions. And I think one of the reasons I talk about it on stage is because I kind of want to... I guess send a, i don't want to say a reminder but just you know that saying those things isn't okay but also um there shouldn't be I, sh- I shouldn't have that competitiveness with someone else like it's not i'm trying to think of the best way to explain it like just
0: say it, i guess say it.
1: <laughs> I, I think men take it as a challenge and yeah, i yeah. i'd rather find someone that thinks it's cool and they're interested in it and i think i use it as a bit of a barometer Um, in terms of my dating life is if somebody immediately takes a kind of, you know, offended stance and, you know, doesn't like it or makes a comment that comes off as, you know, I still have the higher ground here. Like, no, 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 I'm still, you know, like, well, you're maybe not for me, but, um, in my comedy, I think that's one of the reasons I talk about it is because it's something that does bother me a lot. Um, and just in terms of just being a woman in jujitsu in general, there are times where, I think we talked about this the other day, um, I do have a joke about how, um, you know, rolling with a guy, sometimes their girlfriends don't like it, um, ah, yeah. which is definitely something that, um, it ha- that hasn't come up to me personally, I know it has for a lot of other women, but mm-hmm. um, uh, and I think it is that you know some guys just won't roll with women because of they there's this weird sexual connotation for them, and mm. um, I don't think that's okay. But I think that's another reasons I've I've brought it up in my comedy is to sort of say you know women are allowed to be in these spaces, and you know you're just gonna have to deal with it. You're the one that has that issue, so that's on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's things like that. They're they're serious things, but you know if I can make a joke about them. And say them on stage. Hopefully, other people will sort of think like, "Yeah, that's a good point, mm-hmm. and take that on board. Because um, I think comedy is a really great way to do that. To you know, you could say, you know, I, I you should be doing this, and you know, we're allowed to be here, and you should treat us with respect. And people will get immediately defensive. And yeah, yeah, comedy is a good way to get them to see something from your point of view. Mm. Yeah, did I answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> yeah, because oh, even even I think it, yeah. The, weeks ago you know someone called me and said i oh, you know i'd like to try a class blah blah mm-hmm. and and we had this this yeah, conversation yeah. as well you know and the, the person i oh, you know but oh my religion doesn't allow me to roll for you know to to touch a woman yeah. um, I said, ah, my friend, also Jiu-Jitsu is not for you, damn, you know, here it's a place, we accept everybody, mm-hmm. you, you should do the same, Yeah, you know, you know the mats, the, the mats, doesn't matter, we, we don't care if the person is tall, if the person is rich, if the person is poor, it doesn't matter, yeah. on the mats, there are no, su- no such a thing. But yeah, but here definitely we we know we have our standards because uh, we don't need to go that far. You know, in New Zealand, I already heard other schools when people, you know, women had had to deal with this problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, and it's tough. You want, um, you know, you want to accept everybody. Um, but you have to make sure everything is equal for everyone. And that's, you know, and I think that's the great thing about the school is that I've never really once felt like, I think I actually made a post about it, like in the private group chat, um, that I think I'd had a really, I'd had some situations outside of jujitsu that, um, I felt like I was being treated differently because I was a woman and I, -hmm. it was a situation that really upset me. And I put something in the Facebook group messenger for like our entire school saying like, I... I can't believe, like, it's it's weird. You don't think of it that way, but jujitsu is the first, like, one of the only places that I've never felt singled out because I'm a woman. So, like, you know, it'll happen maybe in people's work lives. Like, you know, you don't get promoted because you're a woman or mm-hmm. um, the situation that I was dealing with, it just felt like um, I was being treated differently because of that. And it just, you know, you think that in a very male-dominated sport, I would deal with that here, and I never have. I've never felt like... Um, I've been treated differently because of that. Um and I think that's like a testament to, you know, your coaching and how you, you know, run the school and mm-hmm. I think that's a big testament to that.
0: Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah but you know, we that's that's the environment we you, you want to be, you know. And it's a it's a cl- a clear indication as well how healthy is the environment. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, Because if there are no women trained, okay, something's wrong here. Yeah. yeah don't go. I, don't stay.
1: And I, I tell that to other people too, that if you, especially when I was looking at other schools as I was traveling around, if there's really no women there, it is a sign that, mm. you know, it's maybe not uh, the best environment. So I think that's something that people should take away is that, because I find that... Um, there's that sort of idea where, you know, oh, we don't have any women here, but we welcome them. it's not a problem. But the fact that they're not there is a symptom of the problem. And I think people forget that, um, especially in other, you know, sort of areas of life as well. Like if you have a, a job where you're only hiring men, you can just, you can say, you know, we don't have a problem with hiring women. Well, if that was the case, you would have them. So... I think you're absolutely right. The yeah. absence of women being in that space means that there's a symptom of the problem. You know, it doesn't mean that women aren't allowed to show up there. It means they're not comfortable showing up. Mm. Um, so I think it's important to really foster that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: just agreeing about everything. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Because we share you know, yeah, the yeah. same interests, <laughs> so Mirad, yeah, in even um, ah, yeah, the lot, lots of things, you know. Um, I think uh, even so, what do you address this this problem? Because do you think it's a lack of education? Um, it's the you know, culture—it's a, it's a funny thing. You no know? culture, it's, you know—it's—it's it's that little poison. You know? we all drink and you mm-hmm. know we get drunk out of debt, and we blame the the thing, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think should be should be the change? What do you think we should you know work a little bit more? Um,
1: in terms of like jujitsu or just in general? In
0: general. In, in general.
1: general, I would say um, ask other women to start. Mm. I think. Uh, I think sometimes what happens is you end up having people that'll have the conversation saying, well, there's no, you know, women aren't showing up here for this, you know, thing or like event or whatever. Like, Mm. you know, they sit there and go, well, you know, we're doing like, we've never said that women are allowed to be here, but I think it, it does take outside viewpoints. And I think that can be hard for some people to accept Mm. to say, well, the fact that women aren't showing up is a symptom of the problem. Um, So being able to ask other women why they're not sticking around and being able to take the feedback and take it in, I think is the biggest thing. So you have to be able to take the feedback and work on it, which I think that's hard for anybody. No one wants to hear anything negative about things that they're doing, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's kind of what you have to do. Um, So, you know, it does happen in comedy where there are certain things where, you know, women don't feel comfortable showing up to this show or you know, um, just they're maybe not sticking around as much. Um, and I think one of the things that I try to do, um, just even in comedy is if new women are showing up to really make them feel welcome and try to talk to them. And, um, you know, if they're nervous and stuff, you know, give them advice and things like that. Because even when I started, um, there were women around, but sort of people who stick around aren't, um, there's, it's maybe a little bit harder. And I think a comedy is just hard. Same as jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Um, I think having the support there is really important, but you know, for people who are like coaches or people running shows and things like that, I think it's important to ask the women for feedback. So if they feel that something is wrong to know that they can come forward with that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing because that's how you keep, you know, that's how they come back or stay, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, if you have a jujitsu gym and you can't retain women, um, you know, if you ask them and they give you that feedback and you brush it off, you're, you know, the problem doesn't get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think taking the feedback is important from the people who, you know, you want to have stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting because you 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 draw lots of parallels between comedy and jujitsu.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they're really similar. Uh, I just I find that uh, it takes a lot of the same skills. Like one is a very physical, but you know, jujitsu is very physical. It also has a very big mental aspect to it, um, and I think a lot of those apply to comedy. So I do find that I I'm not sure if I would have been able to stay in comedy without that jujitsu as a background, mm-hmm. because in jujitsu you're basically just going to get used to failing. Like that's so much of jujitsu. Yeah. It's just failure. Just <laughs> well, embarrassing. all of us, all of us. Absolutely everybody. That's yeah. just, and it's a thing that you have to get used to. Like yeah. if if you get frustrated and you quit, mm-hmm. jujitsu not for you. That's, I think, uh, a really important thing to keep in mind is that, and everybody feels that way. It's not, you know, a singular, not, you know, there's not people walking up to the mats being like, I'm great at everything. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's all about failure. And, um, comedy is just much more public failure is what it is. It's, you know, standing on a stage and standing there for six minutes straight and nobody laughing and you, you have to just (laughs) deal with it. You can't run away. Um, which has definitely happened and it's happened to everyone. It's just, you know, whether you can, persevere and get back up and do it again. And I think, um, I think jujitsu prepared me for that quite well. The Mm -hmm. just, yeah, comedy is just a much more public failure. It's, yeah, (laughs) it's embarrassingly so, but it's, it's true. You just, um, you just get used to that, that uncomfortable feeling and knowing that you can get through it. And that if you keep at it, it gets better. Like you don't, the same thing they always say is, you know, if you just keep showing up, at jujitsu just keep showing up just keep showing up and that's it and it, i find it's the same thing for comedy you're not going to get worse by continually going up um so i think there is that big parallel and i think that i yeah i don't think i could have done it without the other
0: mm-hmm. that's awesome Miranda. that's super cool so you know you know do you see resilience as a muscle as well right because based on what you said you know the, the resilience to be able to do both things keep showing up in jiu and keep doing comedy
1: yeah absolutely i am um, because it's true you you know you'll have a you'll go do a show you'll bomb you'll stand there in silence for six minutes which is like emotionally it's draining uh it's in, it's very embarrassing uh you're in a room full of people that don't find you funny you know uh-huh. they don't like you like there's that immediate you know we're not going to... No, I'm not laughing at this. This, is, this isn't funny. <laughs> um, and you do have to let it go. So I think as I've done it, uh, the longer I've done it, it's easier to let it go. So I, I do think, you know, that resilience muscle, you know, you just kind of have to... You have your moment, you get off stage, and you just think, why do I do this? Uh, you have your, like you know, 10, 15 minutes of beating yourself up going, that was uh-huh. awful. And I feel terrible. <laughs> Why do I do this? Why am I continually putting myself through this embarrassment? And then you just, you know, okay, that's done. Let it go. And you get up and do it a couple of days later. It's, it's insane is what it is. Now that I've said it out loud, <laughs> it's the definition of insanity really <laughs> to get up and constantly do the same thing over and over again with terrible results. But it's true. You just, you get used to it and you get used to letting it go. Um, I think, in terms of jiu-jitsu, um, there was something that a uh, Black Belt said at my old school. Um, and I think it was, you know, I used to have good days and bad days at jiu-jitsu. And now I have days, I think he says, now I have days where I work on offense and some at defense. And I yeah. think that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> is so that, true, I love that. Too, yeah, yeah, there's, there's going to be some days you're good, some days you're bad. Or you could look at it, some days I work on this, and some days I work on this.
0: That's beautiful, of course. Yeah, some days we work on the defense, some days yep. we work on the attacks. Yep. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, that really helped me a lot. like, oh yeah, it's not that I'm terrible, I'm just working on defense today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's super cool, Miranda. So Miranda, now um, let's go for the... Um, Embrace the chaos Mm. when I make some philosophical deep questions. Yes. Are you ready? I'm
1: ready. (laughs) Prepare myself for this, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So Miranda, do you you cry?
1: Uh, I do. Um,
0: When was the last time you cried?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would say, I don't know if it's something specific. I tend to um, just need that emotional release, I think, every once in a while when I'm either under a lot of stress or um something is bothering me and it's just not going away um i don't remember what the last one specifically was about it was probably about just like some personal you know you just hit that low point you need that release so yeah i definitely do Mm, Uh, a bad
0: tinder date yeah it's probably a bad tinder date no
1: um no it was probably uh oh i don't even know Mm. I think work's really been stressing me. out. It was probably just ah. a combination of work and life stress mm-hmm. and just you know those feelings of uh I'm terrible at everything and like just that overwhelm. I think I just need to let it out sometimes, yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so Miranda, which question should I ask you and i and I didn't
1: uh oh, that's a good question, and I've seen you <laughs> ask other people this and I should have i like wanted to prepare for it too uh. um. I don't know. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, what I want to do with comedy. I think that's something that I'm trying to yes. figure out right now. Yes, what, what? um I think the next things that I want to do with comedy because it is something that I want to move forward with. And I think I've, I, I don't think I've been doing this consciously, but I think I've been actively holding myself back for fear of being sort of more out there Um, Mm. does that make sense? Like I've, I've, I think I, when I first started, I did struggle with stage fright and stuff. And I think I've gotten to a point where I feel comfortable and I know I have to push through that. And I've realized that my comfort level is, you know, putting clips online and, you know, really being more visible. Um, Mm. I think that's something that I need to work on. So I think, um, I've been slowly trying to make improvements and do that and get like headshots taken and, Kind of gear up for some some bigger things, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's the where I want to go. I'm going to be traveling up to Auckland to do some shows, Mm, and hopefully, yeah, and hopefully start to do more of that, um, and start doing some more stuff online, and Mm. really saying yes to things that I immediately go like, no, I don't want to do that, and just saying yes because I know I'm just saying it out of fear.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So Miranda, what's what's life is about?
1: Um, and again, I wanted to have a good answer for this cause I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, I've, I've heard some other people's, you know, responses and I felt like, you know, very wide and philosophical, and they sounded much smarter than me. Um, I think for me it's, you know, striving to be the best that you can, um, because that helps other people as well, and I think that's a, it's kind of a weird way to say it. There's probably a better way to say it, but um, you know, being present and being the best version of yourself, um, I think goes a long way to also helping other people. Um, I like you, for example. You're very present. You, I've I've really admire the way that people show up here, and you immediately make them feel welcome, and um, are very genuine in every action. Like interaction that I see you in, and I I think that's amazing. I'm I strive to be that way. I know I'm definitely not because I get very like, you know, I can be very internal sometimes when I need to like process things. Uh-huh. Um, but that's something that I really strive for, and I think that a good life is being present and being genuine because it's good for you, but it's also good for other people.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So Miranda, if you could go back in time and give advice to your s- 15 years old, Miranda. (laughs) What do you say to to yourself? Yeah,
1: and immediately my first thought was, break up with that guy that you're with (laughs) because you don't need him. (laughs) Get out while you can. Um, I think think the biggest thing for me would be to live, um, now that I've (laughs) very publicly said that, um, I think to live for yourself and make choices for yourself. Because I think for a long time, I did hide behind other people and what other people wanted for me, Mm -hmm. um, and really struggled to have my own voice. And I think the biggest thing that I like absolutely wish that I could have done and I try to do for other people now is, you know, you're allowed to, you shouldn't put other people before yourself. If it's the detriment to yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm is I think the phrase that, Um, I tend to use more often than not because I think I did that for a long time and I feel like um, in the last even, you know, four or five years, I've done things that I never would have done that, I mean, even living in New Zealand and doing comedy or even jujitsu, I don't know if, you know, 15 years ago I I ever would have done that because I was just so afraid to be myself and be, you know, Mm -hmm. and be... I don't know, the person that I, you know, you really should be the person that you sort of are inside and really should be present. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is that I would go back and start living life for myself.
0: That's awesome. It it sounds
1: really selfish actually now that I say that about that, but (laughs) you know, I think, um, I think I was scared to, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that, um, I try to do for myself now, but also other people. So, um, you know, I've I, I know, I know that sometimes I can come off as like, I don't, I don't care about this or whatever, but it's generally because I, you know, for a long time, I really struggled with saying the things that I needed and wanted or wanted out of life. And I feel like I've just maybe gone a little bit too to the other extreme a little bit sometimes, but, oh. um, yeah, I want people to do the things that really mean a lot to them and that they should strive for. So when people tell me they want to do jiu or comedy, I'm like, yes, do it. Like, if you have that inkling. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, what does it hurt to go and try it? Don't be, you know, nervous or do it, not do it out of fear. You should just try the thing and you don't know what will happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. Miranda, three most influential books.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a big reader, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah. Sarah, but... Um, uh... I would say um, The Artist's Way is one. It's like a creativity um, sort of book that you can work through, which I find really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another book. Um, oh, what is it called? It's like sitting on my desk, too. Um, and it's one that I've read more than once. Um, one of Brene Brown's books. Oh, okay. um, is great, uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think The Gift of Imperfections would be Mm. on there, I think was one that um, really resonated with me. Um, And the other book is by an author, Jen Sincero, and I can see the cover and I cannot remember. It's like a self-help book, but it goes over kind of a lot of different areas, um, like meditation and sort of the thing I was saying before, like, you know, you should be your genuine self and things like that. So it's it's by Jen Sincero and I just can't remember the title of it, Mm Save My Life. It's sitting on my desk too, which is terrible because I can see the cover. I just can't remember the name of the title. Uh So
0: Mira, the last one, what's funny?
1: What's funny? (laughs) Um, Anything that takes me by surprise. Uh I I think the things that I find the funniest are um, like kind of observational humor, kind of like Jerry Seinfeld, like pointing out random things about life that just don't make sense. Um, Those are the things that I find really funny, but anything that takes me by surprise, I just find hilariously funny, Uh you know, other, I know, you know, some people like deadpan very like serious comedy or very heavy stuff, but, uh, the things that I find the funniest are, um, yeah, generally observational things about people that just, yeah, don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, this is, I don't, this is something that I've been trying to turn into a joke and it's definitely not funny yet, but somebody pointed out to me the other day, um, that I was eating a banana at four o'clock in the afternoon and that was weird somehow. And I was like, <laughs> is there a perfect time to eat a banana? Like, is there a time yeah. frame I'm supposed to be doing this? <laughs> just things like that. Like, just random things you wouldn't think about. Like, no, no, that's weird. Same thing somebody um, mentioned the other day that like, I'll have like broccoli and things for breakfast. So, like, broccoli is not a breakfast food. I'm like, who decides that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> who decides that
1: this is a breakfast food or not? So just, yeah. I so find nice. those things very amusing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, Miranda. Thank you so much for, for your time. Thank oh, you so thank much you for, for sharing your story. Thank you. You're super brave, you're super smart, thank and you're you. super strong. Yeah, And we are super lucky to, to have you part of the team.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So
0: thank you, and <laughs> yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Mm, thank Let, you. Let's change the world together, right? <laughs> Perfect, yes. <laughs> Campaign promise. <Yeah. laughs> thank you, Miranda.
1: Thank you.